wants to heal. And so some of you may be unfamiliar with that. So uh, Jacob asked me if, if anybody had pain in their right leg because he was sensing something in his leg. Were you feeling pain or were you just sensing a... Just, just, you just kept hearing right leg, right leg. And so that's called the word of knowledge. It's one of the gifts of the Spirit where God reveals... Um, what he wants to do. So God wants to heal your leg for sure. That's his desire because he was showing someone even before we knew what we were praying for. So God, can you get me back in the light up here? That'd be great. Or Cooper, thank you. Just there we go. All right. First Thessalonians chapter five. If you want to turn your Bibles there, we're going to we're going to start there again. Uh, last week we looked at the will of God, what is God's will? And we talked about a lot of things where, you know, people are trying to figure out what's God's will, what, what does God want me to do with my life, or what is this and that. And uh, I think God still does have specific things for our lives, but God lays out His will in, in the Word of God. And there's some places where He just says, hey, this is the will of God. So if you're like, hey, what's God's will for my life? This is one of them right here, where God just says, hey, this is my will for you. And so let's read that scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16, starting at verse 16. Be joyful always. Pray continually or without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So, right there, here's what the will of God is for you Be joyful. Rejoice always. Be joyful 24 7. You're like, how do you do that? Well, it's supernatural. The joy does not come from you. It's from a different source. It's from heaven. It's God's joy in you. Joy unspeakable, full of glory, it says in 1 Peter. And so we talked last week about joy, that God's, God's will is joy. So if you're not experiencing joy, you're not in God's will. Period. This is His will for our lives, that we walk in joy. Jesus was full of joy even when He was facing affliction. Paul, we talked about him. Paul was an apostle, man. He had people turn against him. He had people try to kill him. He was beaten up almost to death several times. I mean, it wasn't like he had just this nice, easy life and he said, hey, we're supposed to be joyful. No, this is a man who walked through and said, hey, in the midst of what I'm walking through, life may be hell, but I have joy. I have the joy of God. I have the joy of heaven. We talked about the joys connected with people. You know, that if you think of anything joyful in your life, there's going to be a person there. You're going to find a person that it's connected to in relationship, whether that's with God or with one another, with other people in my lives. When I think back, it's not something that's just me and me. It's something where somebody else is there. And we talked about joy and the gospel, where, you know, if you're connected to your calling and what God has called you to do to bring the good news of Jesus to other people, that's where you'll find real joy. If you're not finding joy in your life, you may need to connect with what is God calling you to do in relation to the good news of Jesus? How are you supposed to spread the good news? Are you supposed to pray on the sidelines where nobody sees you, where in the, in the, in the background? Hey, that may be your calling, but there's going to be joy in that because you're doing what you're called to do. You know, is it worshiping God uh, with dance? Is it, is it 
just talking with people? Is it opening your home and being a great host? Who knows what it could be? God can use so many things, but it's for the gospel. It's for the good news. And then we talked about the joy and connection with the Father, that Jesus had joy with the Father, and that ultimately the joy of the Lord comes from the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so it's supernatural. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace. And so... That's the will of God. And so today we're looking at the second one. And it says, Be joyful always, pray continually or without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So I want us to look at the second one, pray continually. And you're like, man, that, that, sounds, that sounds long. <laughs> continually is a long time, right? How can you pray continually. And so, you know, I, I, I want us to go to the start of, of Paul here and, and tell you that, that he was doing this. He wasn't telling other people to do this. He says that in chapter 1 of 1 Thessalonians, it says, we always thank God for all of you mentioning you in our prayers. Did you notice what he said? We always, always thank God for all of you mentioning you in our prayers, we continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, you know, Paul is just saying, hey, you know, I'm praying for you all the time. You're, you're on my heart. Now, do I literally think that all Paul did was out loud, he was saying a prayer? No, I don't, I don't think that's possible. I don't think it's humanly possible. You can't be praying all the time out loud and then have a conversation. So we, we have to, you know, if I'm talking all the time, <laughs> and I'm just talking to God all the time, I'm praying out loud, and John comes up to me and says, hey man, what's up, I need to ask you about this. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm praying right now, bro. <laughs> I can't stop. I'm supposed to do it 24-7. So I'm sorry, come back in a different dimension or world because i'm praying 24 7 and so i don't think that's what paul means so i think what paul means is the communication line with god is always open it goes to our definition of prayer too because if our definition of prayer only has to do with my mouth we only have part of the definition of prayer I'll just say it, at least half of prayer is listening. Prayer is not just me speaking to God, it's God speaking to me. Amen. There's a connection there. And you know what, I find this also, Paul, Paul has prayers all throughout Scripture, did you know that? Like he wrote uh, Romans... 1st, 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon. Is that it? <laughs> he wrote all those books in the New Testament, inspired by God. In almost every single one of them, he starts with a prayer. He says this in Ephesians, I keep, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. 
You know, later in Ephesians, he says, I pray that out of God's glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit. In Philippians 1.9, he says, this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ. In Colossians, he says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Second Thessalonians says this, with this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may count you worthy of his calling. Philemon 6, he says, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you may have full understanding of every good thing that we have in Christ. And there's, there's, a, there's a few others in there as well where Paul just says, hey, I'm praying for you. Now, how could Paul do that? I mean, it's like, did Paul have more than 24 hours in a day? I mean, don't you think that? If I read that sometimes, I was like, dude, what is up? The Apostle Paul is so awesome. You know, did he, have, is there, did he have a supernatural time zone, like the God time zone where he can go pray all this time, and then, but no time passes at all in, in our time or something? I don't, I don't know how he did it, but Paul's heart was connected to God. And his heart's cry was, was going to him, and he was receiving God's heart's cry. Here's the deal. And we're just going to talk specifically about praying for other people. Just like we said last week, you, you know, duty will only take you so far in motivation. Joy can take you a whole lot longer. In the same way, we can only pray for someone because we're supposed to for so long. But if you love that person, you'll have a really strong motivation to pray for them. I mean, you think about our kids. If you have kids, think about someone that's closest to you. It's easy to pray for someone that you love because you love them. You're like, man, God, I want you to do something in their life. I want you to bless them. I want you to protect them. I want you to pour out your love. Lord, let their hearts be open to you. Let them know you at a young age. God, let them, let them encounter you. Let them be blessed by you. Let them follow you. Let them walk in their destiny and calling because I, I love my kids. I don't have to be told, you need to pray for your kids. No, I want to. Why? Because of my love for them. And here's the deal. If I want to learn to pray for someone else, I need to say, God, I need your heart for that person. Because that's what Paul caught. Every time it's like, Paul would say, every time I think of you, you know, and he would say this prayer or he would say, here's, what I, here's what's on my heart. Because something was always on Paul's heart for that person because of his intense love for them. In 1 Thessalonians, as we said last week, he's writing this letter to this group of churches in the city of Thessalonica. So they were probably meeting in, in houses around the city and they would have passed this letter around. And he's like saying, hey, remember when I was with you, I came to you and I gave you the good news. And he's saying, hey, look, I was with you like a, like a mother nursing a child. I was gentle among you. There is a closeness to us. There is intimacy. There is love. I was, I was with you like a father who is exhorting and training and encouraging his children. That was love. I mean, Paul loved these people. When he thought of these people, his heart was moved. And so he was able to pray. But if my heart is not moved, it's going to be hard to pray. I mean, you can do it because you're supposed to. We can all pray because we're supposed to, right? Okay, I'm going to pray. I'm, I need to pray for that. But how much better would it be 
if my heart was moved for that person, and I go, what are you, what are you saying about that person? And then prayer becomes a dialogue. Because I'm not just saying, I'm not just going to pray what's on my mind. I'm going to say, what's, God, what's on your mind? What's on your heart? What, what, what are you longing for in this person? How do you see this person? And there's some people in our lives that are pretty darn annoying, right? <laughs> some of you might be sitting close to one of them. <laughs> some of you might be sitting across the room from one of them. Some, one of them might not be here today. But there's, you know, there's not everybody, you know, is easy to love, right? I'm probably not that easy to love. I mean, just pray for my wife, please. She needs the grace of God on her to love me. And, uh, you know, I sh- certainly don't deserve it. But, you know, we, we've got people in our lives. We've got someone that's easy to love. Hey, it's like, oh, yeah, God, touch their life. Move in their heart. Do, do what you want to do in their life. Then you've got this person over here. And you're like, Let's go back to this person. And tell Lord, touch their <laughs> Oh, move in their life. Oh, God. Oh, how about this verse? Whoa. I don't know, God. How... <laughs> But Paul, like he tapped into something. There was something about his connection with the heart of heaven where he's like, I'm always praying for you. My heart for you is this. It was the heart of love. It was the heart of Jesus. Hey, when Jesus came on earth, that's the love he had. Everybody wanted to be with Jesus. Even when he told them the wrong things they were doing, it's like people were like, I just have to be with you. It was the love. And so... I know for me to tap into praying without ceasing, I'd say, God, I need you to touch my heart. I need, I need to be moved by love. I need to be moved in a way where I can pray for someone. And here we're talking about, you know, connecting with God, hearing from God, and then declaring what God is, is speaking into our lives. And so part of prayer is to do that, is to connect with God. And here's the deal, though, is as we've already said, that prayer is also about listening, it's about communion with God. It's about relationship with God. You know, in John 5 and 19, Jesus gives us a great example, I believe, of this. Do we got that 5 and it's 18 through 20, but we just want to look at 19. It says this, Jesus gave them this answer, Very truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing by Himself, He can, only, he can do only what He sees His Father doing, because whatever the father does whatever the father does the son does also i believe it says also does <laughs> what did jesus say there hey i am in connection with my father and i i know what he's doing i am seeing it i am i am perceiving it i am i am it's being revealed to me what god the father is up to and so then I do that. And so part of prayer is that connection with the Father, that connection with heaven. You know, I mean, can you, can you imagine that, that I can be connected with everything in heaven? I mean, when Jesus said to pray, He said this, pray like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be Your name, holy, may Your name be recognized as holy, in other words, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, prayer is my connection with heaven. If I'm connected with heaven, then heaven can come to earth. 
See, when Jesus was on earth, he was so connected with heaven that heaven was always coming to earth. It's like everywhere Jesus went, there was something of heaven being released. And then Jesus said, hey, guess what? I'm leaving and you're the connection now. You're the one, my children, the people of God, you're the one that's now connected to heaven. So pray without ceasing. Stay connected with heaven. You know, here's the deal. Whenever we get, we get a, a glimpse of what's going on in heaven, you know, in the book of Revelation, there's, there's like these, these pictures. It's like the movie opens up, like we clear the curtains. And it says in the book of Revelation, and it shows what's going on in heaven. And here's the deal. Let me tell you what's going on in heaven right now. Worship is going on right now. All eyes are on Jesus in heaven right now. They are being drawn to Him. They are, they are looking at Him. They are amazed at Him. They are, tr- they, are ama- they are in awe of Him. They are worshiping Him. Their eyes cannot get away from Him. They cannot stop thinking about Him. They are consumed with Him. They are longing for Him. They are praising Him. They are honoring Him above all else. Nothing else matters but Jesus in heaven. When we get the glimpse of heaven, everybody is going nuts. The Lamb shows up and they go, it's the Lamb, the Lamb, the Lamb of God, Jesus, worthy, worthy. They sing new songs. They're like, I don't know the words to this song, but a new song is coming out. What happens when I'm connected with heaven here on earth? It suddenly doesn't become about me. I'm suddenly less focused on me, I'm less focused on John, and more focused on Jesus. Pray without ceasing, because I need that connection, and I need that where I have the revelation. When I'm connected with heaven, there's a revelation of Jesus, my eyes go off me, and then I'm about what Jesus wants to be about in this world. You know, I, get, I can connect to heaven's heart. I can connect to heaven's will. I can connect to heaven's power. But who is the one that's connected to heaven? Who's going to get a taste of heaven if I'm not connected? If prayer is communion with God, then I can pray without ceasing. It is possible. I can't talk forever. There's no way I can... Look, i got to sleep. Some of you may not need to sleep. And when you have children, you find out that you, you can survive with less sleep. It's possible, but you're, you never feel the same as you did before. <laughs> At some point, in the name of Jesus, I believe that I will feel the same as before I had kids. Okay? Or at least the third one. Um, and, so, and my wife will feel the same again. At some point, you know, we wake up and go, I got rest. Whoa, uh, how did that happen? And so, why was I saying that? <clears throat> oh, you, you can't pray, you can't talk all the time. Some people can almost talk all the time, I get that, okay? Some of you, and you know, I'm not going to point any of you out, uh, but you don't ever stop talking. And so, that's not what God's talking about here. He's talking about my heart connection. I can be connected in my sleep with God. God can speak to me in my dreams. So what's happening then? I'm praying without ceasing while I'm sleeping. Because my heart, when I go to sleep, I'm saying, God, I'm yours. I'm connected to you. While I'm asleep, hey, it's a good prayer, by the way. If you don't pray this prayer, then say, God, as I sleep, let me stay connected to you. Let my dreams come only from you. 
Let what I'm doing in, in, in my sleep come only from you. It may be just rest. You know, getting rest is spiritual, by the way. It's okay to get rest. God rested on the seventh day to give us an example, not because he was tired, but because he knew we would get tired. <laughs> hey, you need rest. God gives rest to his loved one. It promises in, in Psalm, the book of Psalms. And so God, that's, that's to, a totally spiritual thing to do, but, but it's, it's that connection. It's like, hey, I can go to sleep, and my body is asleep, and my mind is asleep, but guess what's awakened me? My spirit. The part where I'm connected with God as a child of God is awake 24-7. And so there can, be, there can be things that are going on in my sleep where God begins to speak to me. And I believe even sometimes our dreams might be a prayer unto God where there's something coming out of me like, hey, here's my desire, God. Have you ever had a dream where you, you see miracles happening? You see people getting saved? Where you see, see supernatural things happening? Have you, has anybody had those dreams? Yeah? few of you, hey, that is your prayer going to God. It might be God speaking to you as well, but it could be your heart's cry. It could be just your heart crying out to God in the night. Even when you're asleep, you're saying, God, this is my prayer. I am longing for this. I am longing to be connected to you in such a way where I see your power released, where I see your love released, where I see your kindness released, because he's not asleep. And my spirit is not asleep. My body, praise the Lord, can get some rest though. Praying without ceasing. And when I'm awake, am I connected? It doesn't mean that I have to be thinking about Jesus all the time, but the connection is there. God can speak to me at any time, and my heart is open. It just means an openness of heart where I am, I am in communion with God. I'm walking in this life knowing Him. I can be connected to heaven 24-7. You know, interesting thing... You know, when we talked about Paul and love, you know, his love for people, the same thing happens with God and us. God's connection with us comes out of his love. Just as he was saying before, like, just that word that, that the Lord gave me is like, I'm desperate for you. We have to believe that God wants to be with us. We have to believe that he wants to be with us. Even if we're annoying to other people. God's not annoyed. God wants to be with you. He, he desires to be with you. He says, okay, I got Ashley, but I want you as well. I got Paul, but I want you as well. I got this person or that person, but I want you as well. It's not that God just wants to be with, with somebody else. Well, no, no, no. And... We hide. Anybody hide from God? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> you try to hide from God. You get in the corner and you're like, oh, you're still there. <laughs> you're still coming after me. It's like he thought, I thought I closed the door. God's like, I'm, in the, I'm, I'm through the door. <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm still looking for you. I'm right here. I've never left you. I'm coming after you. And so God's connection to us it is birthed in love. It is sustained in love. It is moved by love. And so God wants to be with us. And so it's, it's a natural for us to want to be with Him. That's who we're created to be. We're created to have a connection with Him. That's how it was in the beginning. God says, hey, in the beginning, God walked with, with human beings, with Adam and Eve in the garden. 
There was, there was no separation. There was no confusion. They were in perfect relationship. They knew God. They knew what He was saying. They didn't have to guess whether that was God or not. They knew God. And of course, we know the story that they chose to walk away from God. And that relationship, there was a, there was a wall. There was a separation because of sin. And that's why Jesus came to restore the relationship we could have with God. So God's will for you. What is God's will for you? Hey, he want, His will for you is that joy is in your life. And God's will for you is this, that you're connected with Him. That 24-7. You know, not just Sunday or not just some super spiritual time. I mean, we all can sense the connection when we're in a super spiritual time. Whatever that looks like for you, you know, where you go, oh yeah, God is here. But God's saying, hey, I want to walk with you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Where it's like I, I turn around and I'm with someone else, I'm like, you're here too. Oh Lord, you're with me. You're in me. And you're speaking. You have desires. You have the, the what heaven wants comes from you. You see, whatever Jesus wants, your, you know, we say your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, God, God's will, God has a will and desire for things to happen out of this connection. It is, hey, have joy, be, be joyful always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. And in that connection, we get to release heaven. And so... I want us to I want us to go ahead and, and pray. I think I've said enough. But I want I want to pray that some of us would just kind of have an unlocking in our hearts of a relationship with God. If if you if your relationship with with God is just kind of like a on again, off again thing. Every once in a while it's on and most of the time it's off or here and there. You know, I just want, I want God to kind of unlock something in you where you just, you just begin to hear His voice in times when you're not expecting it. You begin to have things come out of your heart even where you're just, you're just going through life and then you just breathe something out of your spirit. You just, you know, have you ever done that where you just, out of nowhere, you're just doing something else and you just go, oh God, and you just let something out. You just, it's a prayer. It's your praying without ceasing. Your, your, your connection with heaven is being released. And so, I mean, I want more of that. I need more of that. You know, I'm not saying I have this figured out. I'm saying I'm looking at this going, okay, there's more than what I've experienced. And whenever we see something more in the Bible that we've experienced, it's not for us to try to get there. It's saying, God, you take me there. I mean, I have to be willing to go there. My will is engaged. I'm saying, I'm going to take a step. But I don't have the strength to do this, God, but I'm believing that you. It's a step of faith. Because it's a step of faith. If you can do it yourself, you don't need faith. If you can do this on your own, you don't need faith. But if this is something, you're like, I can't do that. Awesome! (laughs) 
you're, you're in the right place. You're in a place where you can take a step of faith and say, God, I can't do this. But your word, the word of God says, I can. It says this is possible. It says communion with you, this, this connection with you, this relationship with you can be greater than what I've experienced. And so I want us to pray. So let's stand. Can we just all stand and respond to God? Can we all do that? If that's you, though, I really want you to put your hand on your heart and, and really, really believe that something is going to be released today. There's going to be something that's unlocked. The word I wrote down in my notes was that God wanted to unlock. He wants to unlock heaven in our hearts. Oh, man, if that happens, look out, world. Look out, world. Look out, devil. <laughs> look out, enemies of God. So right now, Lord, we come into agreement, Lord, and it's because of you right now that anything could happen. And so I speak to every heart and I say, Open up in the name of Jesus. Be open. Fear be gone. Doubt be gone. Apathy be gone. Unworthiness, feelings of unworthiness be gone. Unforgiveness be gone. Bitterness be gone. Hatred be gone. Every door that would stand in the way of communion with me and Jesus be gone in the name of Jesus. We are believing for unlocked hearts where our hearts are connected in a greater way to heaven. Lord, we are your ambassadors, the people of God. We're meant to release heaven, but we've got to be connected. I don't have heaven without you, God. I don't have heaven without the Holy Spirit working in me. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to fill us freshly. Lord, we've seen it in glimpses. We've seen it in, in taste. But give us more. Give us more. Lord, clear the barriers. Clear the way. Open up our, our mind and hearts and emotions and will to, to receive what you want. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for touching our hearts. Lord, I, I pray that we would notice a difference and we would expect a difference. Lord, we would expect a difference today that there can be a greater connection, God, that we'll begin to hear your voice. Lord, I pray for every single person here to hear your voice better. We need to hear the voice of the Spirit better in our hearts. Open up our spiritual ears, Lord. As even Paul prayed, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened to know, to know you better, to know Him better. We thank you for that promise, Lord. That we would know the height and depth and length and breadth of the love of God. To know this love that surpasses our minds. Any knowledge that we can have. Thank you for that Holy Spirit being released in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Give somebody a hug. Praise the Lord. Test them. Uh-oh.